When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. I'll, I'll say this, bro. I will say this, Ryan. I was watching those games <laughs> this wild card weekend. And I know during the season when it looked like the Saints might make the playoffs, I was like, oh, yeah, I hope they make it. Fuck, I'm so glad the Knicks didn't make the playoffs, bro. <laughs> Don't need that in my life at all. I don't, bro. I don't. Because here's here's what the playoffs, if you're a playoff team in the playoffs and you weren't supposed to be in the playoffs, what the playoffs do is it exponentially shows you, like, in high definition of all your areas and faults is wrong with your team, right? Oh, man. The Pats, the Pats, Old and slow on defense. Playoffs highlighted it. Eagles, um, Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. <laughs> highlighted. It's just like all of the, all of the hopes and dreams you had going into the playoffs crash. Just gets shattered so quickly. And so, like, what what did I need this playoffs to teach me about the Saints that I didn't I didn't know in seventeen weeks that the offense is shit. That, right. that that we need a quarterback, that the defense is good. Like, I, we had 17 weeks to get the answers to the questions. Like, we, we know what the answers are. You know, it only would have went worse because I could have seen a situation where they just caught our defense flat. Like, <laughs> they're abusing, don't vex me. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Marcus Williams missed some tackles. It just that even the defense looking terrible. We just go then you then you just go into the offseason just bad, just pissed. Right. No, like when we we ended the season like demolishing the Falcons, bruh. Yeah. You, you can't you can't ask for it. You feel like you got some pieces on defense. You need to work on the offense, you know. Um so we'll 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 get into deeper playoff stuff. I, I want to talk about this the Saints Twitter spaces on Twitter. <laughs> so you got in it after I did. I was in it for about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. <laughs> First of all, this is happening middle of the day. So I'm at work. I'm at the office grinding, <laughs> trying to save kids' lives. Um, you know, I pull up Twitter. I, you know, I see the the spaces. I, I see all, you know, basically all the people that me and you mutually follow, and they follow us back. And our, our little community is in the spaces. Same Twitter. I was like, all right, now, you know, hop in here and see, see what's going on. And I get in, and the first like, all I hear when I get in the spaces, bro, is like Brian threatening to show up at someone's door, bro. <laughs> It's completely on brand. Huh? <laughs> so, like, sometimes Brian and I haven't seen eye to eye. Sometimes he's been blocked in the hey, past. Say, but say I, me, bro. Say but me. I will say this, right? Brian 100% has held it down for us at the podcast, even oh, yeah. probably when I did the podcast with Nick for the longest time. Like, I don't have any beef with Brian anymore. He's not blocked. Good dude, but I get in the spaces, bro, and all he is just like, <laughs> so much hey, 
Hey, listen. That's what he do, bro. He'll show up at your house, too. He'll show up at your house, take pictures of your front door, and post it on Twitter. Like, I'm I know, bro. <laughs> he bowed it, bro. I know it. I get it, right? I get it. <laughs> and I'm just at work, and I was just like, <clears throat> time for this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to listen to, to my music and just chill out, <laughs> uh, And I know you hopped in it. <laughs> That's cool. You know, I dipped in there for a little, you know, 30 minutes or so just to see what they were talking about. Uh, you know, and Brian, Brian's real good at that type of shit. He, uh, <clears throat> you know, he had a podcast with Nader, a little radio show and stuff like that. He's real good at hosting. So, uh, you know, they were just talking about Russell Wilson, you know, just the quarterback issue, how to just talking through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Jameis, you know, you could look at Jameis two kind of ways, depending on how you want to look. You can look like, look at him like, okay, you know, he shows some promise. He was just really his first year in the Sean Payton system, you know, started building upon some things. Yes, the offense was terrible. But look what he did with it. You know what I'm saying? 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, even before he got hurt, like in that Tampa game, it started looking like Sean was starting to trust him a little more. So you can look at it like that glass half full. Like, you know, what's just wrong with Jameis? Or you can look at it like, look, there's a limit. There's a cap there. There's a ceiling. We won't reach with Jameis. Why play around with it? Go and do what you got to do to get Russell Wilson if they make him available. You know, but then there's that thing about Russell Wilson is, you know, there's a group of people that's like, you know, dude, Russell Wilson kind of been a little slump, you know, the little last year, year and a half, however you want to look at it, you know, is he declining? Then there's people that think, you know, it's just a slump that, you know, he could bounce back and it's more due to where he's playing, you know, so just a lot of things to talk through, you know, and I don't think anybody's right or wrong with how they feel other than people that just think, like, Jameis is the franchise quarterback. I'm like, stop it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just can't – you can't have 100% belief in Jameis right now. You can't. Like, I, I can see you, like, at least, you know, leaning towards him. Like, okay, maybe that's understandable. But just to have that 100% belief, like, oh, yeah, just, Jameis, just, and we going to cook, that's just ridiculous. It, but the the crazy thing is, and this is not having this doesn't have anything to do with the spaces per se, but just like the general sense on Twitter is that there is legit a faction of Saints fans that like truly believe that, like that, like truly firmly believe that James. Some dude named Aaron got on this motherfucking uh, spaces. And he was running down advanced stats to push James, the Jameis agenda. <laughs> stats, I, like, I love advanced stats. But even I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? EPA over 3X3. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck is he talking about? He's number one in this area, number one in that area. I mean, he was running down the list. <laughs> like, whatever, bro. Like, what you talking about? Like, I just, it just, to me, right, this goes back. We've had this conversation, and we've, we've said on this podcast, we've had this conversation in text message, right, is some quarterbacks have it. That's not defined by stats, whatever. Perfect example, Joe Burrow. When he had that season at LSU, he he didn't have – he doesn't have elite measurables, bro. He just doesn't. He doesn't have elite measurables. But when you watched his LSU games that season – He's like, this dude is special. Like, you can't quantify it, right? There's nothing that you could say except when, I guess, it's like one of those things when you know, it's like pornography, right? The definition in the uh, Supreme Court. You, you know it when you see it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's like, you saw it with Joe Burrow. And I know people, like, he, even when he was coming out for the draft, like, people were just like, yeah, like, he has to act. But, like, there wasn't, like, a huge part of draft Twitter that was just like, yeah, like Joe Burrow, he like, he's like, cause he wasn't the standard toolsy quarterback rocket arm, arm. Yeah, no. all that. But what we saw at LSU and then keep in mind, we're not LSU fans. We don't get, we don't get two shots about the Tigers, whatever. Right. But what we saw at LSU has 
it carried over to his rookie season. We saw glimpses. He got hurt. And he just kind of has picked up from his rookie season. And he's playing like a top five quarterback in the league right now. Because yeah, he has like this it. And I said all that long thing to say, at no point during Jameis's career as a pro, maybe if you want to say at Florida State, maybe. When he was with Tampa Bay, and even the games he played with the Saints, at no point did I ever be like, man, this quarterback has it. Hmm. Like, I, it just, I think that's what, when you're looking for a guy who is not a stopgap, right? Because this is yeah. what, this is a whole, I mean, the my biggest fear for the offseason is that the Saints will trade a valuable draft asset whether it be a second-round pick or maybe the 18th pick for a quarterback that is not – who who doesn't elevate the team. Because then it's right. like, like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. We, we, you're just getting someone in here for, for what purpose? And so I, I think – do I think Jameis could, with the defense, if it continues to play as, has it, as how it has played these last couple of seasons – the offense gets completely retooled. Do I think Jameis could lead the team on, like, on a deep playoff run? For sure, right? I'm not saying that it can't. But I think it just boils down to what the Saints should be looking for this season at quarterback. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy to find because if it was easy to find, every team in the court and every team in the NFL would have one, whether it's free agency, whether it's – well, when I say free agency, I'm talking about – where they have to trade for a quarterback or if there's a quarterback in the draft, if that guy don't have it, that guy shouldn't be on the list. Exactly. And what's frustrating, what's frustrating is obviously Sean Payton kind of knows when a quarterback has it, right? He does. He does. Like, did we not see what Patrick Mahomes did on Sunday? He scored, he scored five mm. touchdowns in 10 minutes, bro. Mm, mm, mm. So I think it. Th- that's another podcast episode in itself but obviously it can be pinpointed so whether it's you got to trade for a bet whether it's russ and rogers i don't even know how i feel about Derek carr or if you gotta i I know bro i know or if there's someone in the draft that they just love they just kenny kenny pickett malik willis matt corio i don't know i don't know i don't know whoever the fuck it is I just, I just want the guy to have it because mm-hmm. if that person has that, then you can, you can go so many ways with it. But if you don't have that, then you're just, you're just spinning, bro. You're just spinning. The you, you become what the Eagles are right now. Right. And you know, the, the thing about identifying it during the draft process, it's kind of hard, um, but you can it, find it. It's but hard. Then it, but then times you just don't see, like Justin Herbert. Like I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Didn't see it. Looked at him as much as I could, and I was like, this dude ain't it. I would have stood on the table for him. Somebody was like, we would have been on the table stomping the yard together, bro. Like, absolutely not. (laughs) But we was wrong. But I will say, Mario Cristobal didn't do us any favors, bro. That's true. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care, man. We missed on Justin Herbert, but when when there are so many people with draft opinions that I trust, even though I've learned now, you just kind of make your own opinions. You don't really let others yeah. or others think. But people that you may trust their draft opinions, when so many people are just completely just off, bro, just off. <laughs> yeah. That's not on us, man. <laughs> That's yeah, us. exactly. Exactly. That's an Oregon thing. Exactly. That was not just us. That was a ton of people. A ton of people. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's up. Just go show you how you got to look. Sometimes you got to look past the system that they're playing. Then you know, you do. Which is hard. It's hard to do. Speaking of it, right? We were just speaking about quarterback and how it's so hard to find um, the right guy. Let's just look at the division around the the probably the biggest game in the division around in the AFC. Cheap. Chiefs and Chiefs and Bills. Let's, let's, let's think about when Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were coming out as prospects. <laughs> oh, man. It was 
I was on the record saying was not a Joss Allen fan. I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like. It is what's funny though is that when the Bills lose, <laughs> oh. the people who were not Josh Allen fans, like he, like that Josh Allen shows up when the games that they lose, because mm-hmm. he, he's just erratic. He, he's awful when they lose, but when he's on, he's he top, he's like a top three quarterback, bro. Like his with his oh, rushing. Bro, and, I mean, this past game he had was sensational. I mean, one, one of the best quarterback games you ever seen. Sensational. It, I don't. I don't give the Bills much of a chance in this game, though. But that's that's the Neither me. <laughs> I don't, don't think it's going to be close, bro. Um, but that just goes to and so, so that was Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I, I beat this drum before. You know, people who there are some people who saw greatness in him immediately said he could be great, elite, blah. Others had him like at a second round pick. Said yeah, he was bro. too much like Brett Farr. He was a gunslinger. I, I'm sorry, bro. Like those teams that did that, they gotta like come on now. Like y'all got the you gotta look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm just saying you gotta look in the mirror. Like he used to send me those little clips of Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, why is this guy not like the number one overall like consensus? I, I was I was sending them to everyone. You, Nick, Greg. I was like. I was like, y'all, like, I'm not crazy. Like, this is not a biased thing. It's not because I lived in Lubbock. It's not a Texas Tech thing. Like, I have never seen anyone play quarterback at any level like he could play. Like, it's in, it's insane. Like, and I, I just turned out to be right, right? It just goes to show it's so fucking hard to find. It's so hard to find. And that's why I think... It's the Saints. If anyone in the front office listens to this podcast, we know we just two guys fucking talk football. We know. We know. But you got to be looking for the guy this offseason, not just a guy. The yeah. guy. And if you're not going to get the guy this offseason, build a fucking strong team and try to fucking find the guy next offseason. Because, yeah. bro, did, did you see the – and I don't know if it's going to hold true. We don't know. Did you see the report that the Dolphins are, like, just going to go, like, potentially just go in the next season with two as their quarterback? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Did, did you just miss all of this season? Like, what are we doing? You have you have Jalen Waddle, who, who is a downfield threat. He's like Wes Welker, bro. Like, yeah. Because of the quarterback. Right. I I'm gonna go off my tangent. Let's let's talk about let's talk about these games. We're not gonna go into like super depth and break them down. I know I was kind of half watching them. I saw some of the games, didn't see some. Well, I saw a bit of all of them. But what was like the biggest thing, your biggest takeaway from the from the games this, this past weekend, wildcard weekend? I guess that's how everything comes into play. Like, head coaches do matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like your coach has to be on this shit, man. Like, in the playoffs, time management, preparation, two-minute drill, one-minute drill, four-minute drill. Um, it has to be on point. Um, then having that other weapon outside your number one weapon, you know what I'm saying? You look what the Rams did with Odell oh, Beckham. You know, because you know, obviously, obviously the 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 you know the, uh Arizona said, look, we gotta do something about Cup. We ain't let we ain't letting Cup beat us. We ain't letting Cup beat us. And look what happened. You get hey, listen, uh, I hate the Rams. I fucking hate the Rams. Like, so you don't like understand that. But man, like they have a, a first round pick since Jared Goff, bro. Like, they haven't picked the first-round pick since Jared Goff. And they've been in but, contention. And they've been getting in contention. Besides them. But, yeah. I mean, even the season that we played them in the playoffs and whatever, like, you you, you cannot say that season that they were not a good team, right? Like, right. obviously they were. They so, were. They were. It, it, it goes so, through. just a just, – I mean, it's just a, a certain way of attacking the – you know, attacking the team and building – I have problems with the way they build their team. You know what I'm saying? They just get a lot of big names. But, you know, sometimes there ain't nothing wrong with getting a big name. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> um, um, yes, last night it looked like it worked, bro. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You had, had, Von Miller, you, had, 
you had Von Miller getting sacks. I don't think Jalen Ramsey was really stressed much of anything that the, the Cardinals were doing on offense. Uh, it's an interesting way of, of team building. I think your point um, of coaching is just it, it's so well said because I couldn't help but think watching that Cowboys 49ers game, bruh. Mm. And I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't want people in my mentions. Right? But I'm going to say it. I literally thought watching that game, I said, if Sean Payton was the head coach of the Cowboys, they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. No question. No question, bruh. Because what you saw from the Cowboys, and shout out to Mark Sessler, Around the NFL podcast, he said this during the recap show. He said that the way that Mike McCarthy and Dak had their post-game pressers and they placed the blame on the referees just just shows that there is no accountability as them as for a team. And that starts at the top. Mm -hmm. I was so watching that game, so many penalties. You got fucking Randy Gregory DDT in a defensive lineman. What's that? The the ball's not even close to him. And you you give them a first down. And they had so many penalties. It was just if you could not have shown a better game of of what not to do as an NFL coach, although Cliff Kingsbury kind of, I, I didn't watch all the game last night, but he, he, I don't know, I don't know he, if he's he safe. Looked, he looked, he looked like, he, <laughs> this was above his pay grade. That's what he <laughs> I'm just saying. But like Mike, like Mike McCarthy took the Packers to the Super Bowl, bruh. And like, uh, can, can we, can we talk? I, I know, bruh. We, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that quarterback draw. Oh my God. Hey. I, I never – I just didn't get it. And I know everybody, like, is blaming a ref. He didn't get out the way in this man. It, it was funny. Like, I was, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. But that's not why they lost, bro. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't put yourself in that situation. Like, you don't put – like, what, what they doing? Like, I don't get it. It just – it never – they, they, they didn't even bother explaining, like, what was the thought process of doing that? They, they, they tried to say that – it they felt better running four verticals closer than throwing like a 50 yard pass from like the 40 or wherever they were. And I was like, I'm like, here you are, you have Amari Cooper who you paid big money to, you have CD Lamb that you invested a first round pick in, you have Dak Prescott who is pay is a top whatever you want to call him number wise at the quarterback, and you paid him a shit ton of money to be your quarterback. You're telling me that you couldn't, and Greg said it, Greg tweeted it. Like, why would they just not fucking throw two fucking Hail Marys and just see what happened? Just, right. just see just, just see what happened, bro. J- James did it to fucking Marquez Callaway. Hello, guys playing. <laughs> and it worked out. So just co- coaching matters. Um, even down to like the execution of that play, like even if okay, that play was stupid, but even if you ran that play, it's like hurry up and get down ASAP. And then literally hand the ball off to the ref. To the just, ref. And but he didn't even do that. It's like y'all so but, y'all didn't practice it. But it, like that's what that's I, I know people was at his ass at Saints Fans were at uh Michael Lombardi's ass. But like that if if you have a coach who knows their shit. And holds their team accountable, they know how to do that shit, right? Like, if, and we saw it even a little bit this season with Jameis. Like, he didn't, he, the times that Jameis looked the best, honestly, was like in the two minute drill. Exactly. Like, exactly. Going, going, going. Like, it, it just, coaching matters. That's so much. True. I forgot about that. Coaching matters so much in regards to sports in general, but especially the NFL. Um, 
talent can only take you so far, especially once you get into the playoffs. So this is why I got to segue into this. Got to, got, to, got to segue into it, bro. We got to talk about it. Outbreer, we talked about the podcast before, bro. Outbreer had that little blurb. He had it. No, boom, boom. Sean Payton might think, you know, to the year round, maybe, you know, the you know, coaching coaching channels got, got whispers, the great bonds, blah, blah. It's okay. Outbreer said it. Boom. We talked about it. Cool. Michael Lombardi on, on their wild card show. You know, G, GM Shuffle, he, you know, he, I don't know if he really knows anything. He basically he, fleshed out what Elber said. Right. But he, he was incorrect in saying that Sean Payton had a year left in his deal, which is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. That's incorrect. Uh, right. And so, did he flesh it out in terms of, did he just take what Elber said and just added more information to it? Or is he hearing it from someone else? I know Saints fans... And this is why I'm glad we could do this podcast because obviously we're just fans, right? But then they were just fans. But I feel like we're we try to be a little educated, a little more educated as fans, and we try to like help our listeners just be on the same page with us. There's like two sources within the NFL who has said that it is some mumblings, just mumbles, bro, just mumbles, mumbles. That Sean Payton either may want to go into broadcasting, maybe he wants to take a year off. Who knows? And like every Saints fan in fandom as homerism is like, that's fucking lootly not. There's no fucking way. Get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. And it's just like, <laughs> what? What? Why are we still like this in 2022, bro? I used to be, I used to be that one. I, I used to be the same way. And just be like, bullshit, fuck you. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sean Payne's going to be coaching the Saints fucking forever. Man, but I then, like, I, my floor your ass up. <laughs> but then, like, I got enlightened and I, try, I started to understand the business side of football. And what, what I what I equivalate it to is when, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, before you know, like, it's like before you know, like, wrestling is, is scripted. Right, like it's predetermined. They call you a mark, right? But then you, when you find out, it's like, oh shit! Like you're like, you're like plugged out from the matrix. Like, oh shit, what? Huh? That's what I feel like. People who are still their extreme homerism, like they, they're still like in this bubble, and they can't seem to comprehend that shit could happen to the Saints that is unexpected. Like they don't know this team, mm-hmm. like the back of their hands. I agree. And, you know, here's the thing. There's a lot of layers you got to break down with this. One, you got to understand that NFL is just a little social club. It's a little country club where a lot of executives and coaches and uh, scouts and all kind of guys, they just talk. They talk. Just like we got our little Discord channel. You know, they probably got a Slack somewhere, NFL.com Slack or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just talk, man. They'll text on the road, all type of shit. They just talk. Hey, you know, I heard so-and-so did this and that. And word just gets around. And, you know, it would not surprise me at all if Sean, if word got out that Sean was just kind of like, I'm reaching the end of the road here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if if people kind of saw that in them. Now, Aubrey said, and nobody has confirmed that Sean Payne has said anything like that. You know I'm saying nobody's confirmed, you know, but I, even Sean Payton has said in the past that he would like to go into broadcast and, and uh, you know, in, in media, there's something potentially he would do, you know, after football, you know, so I mean, it, that would be no surprise to me. So I just look at it like, you know, he's looking at Drew Brees on, you know, Sunday night football every night, you know, getting about 13 to 15 million a year. I thought it was just I thought it was just ten. Oh, ten. Okay. Yeah. Ten million. Like ten. Okay. So that's basically what Champagne get now. Champagne get like ten million a year. I think I like. Right. It. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Working part time, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Not hard work at all. I mean, ain't no got a, ain't got ain't got a game plan. <laughs> Don't like if, if, if the, if the not team even was... really good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm just sorry, you know. But I'm just saying, like, so I could see Sean. I mean, she's at the. He's been coaching a uh, head coach for 16 years. Come on, man. You know, and he's in his late 50s. I mean, bro, just like us. I mean, we're human, bro. Like, if you if you had a job for a long time, it's just like, I don't know. And I'm not saying that's what it is right now. I still think, you know, me personally, I think he's he wants to fix this situation. Before I think he does too. Yes, I, I think I, that's what that's. I think that still burns in him. But you know, like you know, Bill Parcells said, his his mentor, like, once them losses start burning you more than the wins make you feel good, it's time to get out. You know, and I don't know where he's at with that in his mind. You know what I'm saying? Can, get, so, can guarantee you the Giants lost from this season. Ooh. You know it. That you know that game burns him, bro. It burned him, and and that Dolphins game. We miss all those starters. It just—I've never seen him look helpless because mm. there was nothing he could do. Like I mean, it was the hand he was dealt, nothing. and that just takes the as a coach that would just take the fun out of it for me because it's like I can't even roll with a full clip. It's not, it's like, not, it's not a fair fight. I'm not. I'm it's not even a fair fight. fight. Like that—that would—that that just makes me like not love sports if I was a coach. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know how this pandemic gonna roll. You know what I'm saying? We're like we think next year it's gonna be all right. We don't know that shit. Sure <laughs> don't, it could be raging next September. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know. So I could see that's something that just gotta be on his mind. Like, man, I just gotta see how this shit play out. Um, now, as far as like it pertains to Dallas, oh, that's not, like not the da- part of it. Not Dallas per se, right? Just, just, just to say any. Let's say. Of any team with a head coaching vacancy that has a lot of cachet. But we could throw Dallas in there as well. Because I think it all that it all centers around Dallas as a team, right? Now, I'll say this. You're Jerry Jones. You saw that shit on Sunday, right? You saw you 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 watched it. <laughs> In person, at your huge ass overrated stadium, and you just saw you just you watching Mike McCarthy in person, just like wasting a championship window. Like, just I would be fuming. <laughs> I'd be absolutely fuming. And if you're Jerry Jones, because the Dallas championship window was now, yeah, now you got booty bandit. On a rookie contract, um, you know, you extended Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Marcus Lawrence. You got Randy Gregory for right now. You know how much you know, Randy Gregory. You might be gone. <laughs> fucking knows, bro. Um, you got Dak. You got Amari Cooper. You got C.D. Lamb. You know your offensive line kind of got manhandled, but your championship window is right now. If you are Jerry Jones and if you feel that Sean Payton is a missing is a is a missing piece to get your team to Super Bowl win, you cannot tell me that he would not make a play for Sean if he could. Can't tell me he would. Oh, he absolutely would. But here's my thing: like if you just if you watch Jerry Jones since he's been in the league, he. I'm not going to say he doesn't respect coaches, but he looks at coaches more as caretakers. He is a player's owner. Like, he yes. truly believes – like, you say what you want about Jerry Jones. He believes in his players. He will pay the fuck out of his players. And, like, if you if you are good, a good to great player on the Dallas Cowboys, you're set for life, bro. Life. We talked talk about Jerry, it, bro. Jerry Jones will make your life great. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's why so many NFL players would love to go play for the Dallas Cowboys. And he believes in his players. Like, he believes if he gets the right players, he should win a Super Bowl. You know, and he looks at the coach as kind of like a just like a guiding influence. He doesn't, he doesn't, I'm not going to say he doesn't care about the coach, but he just feels like coaches greater than players. I mean, players greater than coaches. Yeah. That's why he fired. That's why he fired Jim uh, Jim Johnson 
Yes. And brought in Barry Switzer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, like the architect of building NFL team. Like we still the team still followed the blueprint of what he did. Yes. And fired him and brought in fucking Barry Switzer. He had Parcells, ran Parcells out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like Parcells didn't want to deal with the shit. Like he just likes these coaches that just come in and be like a Yes, a master. And that ain't so amazing. And so the point is, what I'm saying, like, he could say, okay, I'm going to tuck that in and just do what I got to do to win and, like, try to get a Sean Payton. I just don't – I don't know, man. I don't know if he got it in him to give a coach that level. Because if you got to give up picks and shit, get Sean Payton, you giving him the – you giving him a team. You tell Sean Payton, this is your team. Wait, Hands off. If – and obviously this is completely hypothetical – if Jerry Jones felt like he could win a Super Bowl or maybe two Super Bowls in two seasons, if he were to do this, do you think he would see that as a viable risk and option to do? I mean, yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But that is a question like, would Sean P want to do that? Like, ooh, boy. Like, you know what I mean? Sean that, P's already getting through with the media right now and just little New Orleans. <laughs> That's that's the question though. But then I would also see it as as Sean, right? We, we just talked about it. We don't, we don't know how we don't know how many more years you know how many more years he may got at him. You go to a team, you got a franchise quarterback, you got two stud raw receivers. You um, you got to figure out. You know, I don't know if he would cut him, but like uh, at like. I think Sean would be like, man, Zeke ain't it, bro. Zeke in this contract is for fucking albatross. And then defensively, you have pieces. You have an unreal defensive rookie of the year, right? What what him being a a sexual abuser aside, Um, and then you have Demarcus Lawrence. Got some, got some issues at at like you have you know you have a defense that you know this would be very much not very much but kind of similar to like the Drew Brees kind of Saints teams where you yeah. it's a it'd be a very offensive driven team but you do have some studs on defense right like you have some pillars on defense all pro cornerback and you play in the NFC and you play in the NFC East like not the tough, not the toughest division like if Sean that that to me is is a thing because we've talked about this offline. If if Dallas and Jerry Jones came to the Saints and said we want Sean Payton, and if I'm Gale or Gale slash Mickey, I'm I'm saying I want three first round picks, two second round picks, and then probably a player. Yeah, and then we can talk. Yeah, and it, if, it, has, it has to blow me away. And if that's where the like the negotiations start, and Jerry Jones is like, okay, we can we can have that conversation. Yeah, as as a franchise for the Saints, you just you just gotta fucking think about it. Like to me, I, and obviously you gotta fuck, you gotta hit those you gotta hit on those picks, bro. <laughs> Ooh, you gotta hit on those picks, and it would be for me, it would be contingent on uh, keeping our current culture staff, like. Yeah, like maybe elevating, elevating DA, um, the head coach maybe, um, you know, keep it Pete, so you keep that offensive system. Um, as a play caller, you know, but it would, but then again, you know, I mean, you never know how that shit goes because you know, like some people might want to roll with Sean Payton to Dallas. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you, know, you just don't know how that shit rocks out. It would be a clusterfuck though. Like that would. Like that was sending the all the safe franchise into like a tailspin, bro. Like that shit. <laughs> like that shit would it could go either it could go two ways. It could go good, like maybe you, you know, maybe you figure something out, or it can go horrible where you back to being uh just a bottom basement franchise. You know what I'm saying? We we could be doing some really depressing hashtag safe story episodes. Hanging up hanging up the podcast, bro. Just like <laughs> One episode every six weeks or something. <laughs> just catching up. I just, I think Saints, I, I said all that to say this, man. I think Saints fans need to, this offseason, just prepare yourself. Yeah. 
Pay yourself. And look, like Sean Payton, like I said, he's been coaching six years. So it's going to happen at some point. Like yeah. if, if Fox or NBC or um, ESPN came to him and said, look, man, we're going to pay you $15 million to come, you know, do Monday Night Football, $15, $16 million. Sean Payton at the point in his career where he got to think about that shit. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I could go the Gruden route. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe years from now, he can still come back to football. Yeah. So it's not like if he would be, it's not like he would be quitting football forever. But look, shit, I might go out and try to do this ESPN Monday Night Football thing two, three years, don't like it. Then you can go to Dallas or wherever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those options are there for him. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, he's still under contract. Um, I think he does want to see this out and see this play out. But we're more towards the end than we are towards the beginning. Absolutely. You just got to understand that. Absolutely. Um, man, I was, wa- I was watching I was watching that, speaking of that Cowboys game, 49ers, I was just like, man, I really don't want Jimmy G as a quarterback, bro. Neither <laughs> me. There's, there are quarterbacks you look at, you're just like, ah, I may as well just keep James. <laughs> Okay, let's do a little fun exercise, okay? Right right now, fun exercise. We're just going to do in the pod, spur the moment. Keep keep Jameis or, or, or go with the new quarterback. And this is assuming, I guess you keeping Jameis on a – obviously he's going to get paid more than what he got paid this season. But like a reasonable deal, very incentive, you know, incentive-heavy deal. Um, but something that's reasonable for him to bring back, right? Okay, so let's go through the list. Jimmy G, which you probably have to give up a second round pick to get him or Jameis. Just roll with Jameis, bro. Kirk Cousins, second round pick or Jameis. Man, there's something I like about Kirk, but you know, honestly, a second round pick though. Second round pick. That's all. Not first, just second. I mean, damn it, man. Kurt, Kurt is frustrating, though, Brian. But Jameis can be frustrating, too. This is why this is a fun exercise, bro. I, I probably roll with old Kurt, man. Um, you go ahead and flame me in the mentions. I don't care. <laughs> 18 for Derek Carr, James. Jameis. Jameis. Uh, I, man, I, I just, I can't, but I, look. Derek Carr had a great year. He did. Undisputed, like a great year. You can't even knock him for it. My problem is the consistency, man. I, I just, I have yet to see. Even this year, he is so up and down, man. And he can be really good, bro. <laughs> he really can be good, bro. So you know you sound like you're describing? James. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're not giving up a personal. Yeah. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not giving that up. So I'm just like I just I just rather just roll with Jameis because I, I I would I just don't view the Raiders don't view him as the guy the they owner don't. doesn't view him as the guy John Gruden not. didn't view him as the guy like it's just <laughs> he's just not the guy but he's good he's a good quarterback like that's no knock to him as being a good quarterback who has gotten better over the years you know what I'm saying but I just don't see him as like can he start for another like I could just see him running into a slump in a couple of years where he just ends up being kind of like Andy Dalton, where he just kind of floats around the league after a while, you know, because it's just the consistency, man. He's going he's gonna to leave you wanting a little more, you know. But, look, if you were surrounded, him, we've seen it. Like, when he's got talent mm-hmm. around him, man, like, the boy could cook, bro. Yeah. He's never had, a, like, a really good defense, ever. What if I change that first round? Pick to the second round pick for Carr. Now we now we now we thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Now, now it's Derek, like, okay, Derek Carr. You, you go get Derek Carr. You go get him. Yeah, I think for a second round pick, you go get him. I think for a second round pick, you go get Kurt as well. I know. I get it, people. I get it. <laughs> but bro, I, I, I kind of want the Saints to trade for Kurt just for our episodes. <laughs> I can I can already hear him, bro. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I can can already hear him. Can already hear him, bro. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would be. Um, it's it's again. It's good. So, 
I just go back to what I said. If you if you if you're sending a second round pick, bringing in the Kirk Cousins, bringing in a Derek Carr, like I those aren't the guys, but I think they are more than stop gaps. They're, like they're 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 above what I would consider like the stop gap level mm-hmm. of quarterbacks. I don't know if Jameis. I don't know how much Jameis is above that stopgap. At least right now, right. I don't know how how much above he is for stopgap right now. He might just be right at that stopgap level. Yeah, um, we don't know. It, it, we don't know. You know, it, even like we really, it really sucked that he got hurt because I really mm-hmm. wanted to find out this season. But even if this, even in this season, it's like the offense was just so bad. Mm. You couldn't even really evaluate it 100% like you want to. That's true. That's true. Um, anything anything else since was happening, popping off? Oh, um, we, we should talk about the all-pro all pro teams. Um, so no one – oh, wait, JT Gray, first team all-pro special team, though. Yeah. Yep, first team. He's the only first team. And then, who made second team? I I knew it. Uh, DeMario. DeMario made second team all pro. Again. um, Should have been first team, but. Yeah, you know. Was that it? Was it just DeMario and JT Gray? Uh. This is this is great podcasting going on right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> where's the fucking list? I'm trying to find it right now. Sixteen. Demario Davis. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not surprising, although I will say I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that like Marshawn Lattimore wasn't is not with yeah. the yeah, like, I mean, he had JC Jackson and I mean AJ Terrell got it got in on second team all pro. Which he was good. Like AJ yeah. Terrell was good. AJ Terrell was real good this season. He was. Um Yeah, that's gonna surprise Marshawn. Like Marshawn had a good ass season, bro. He did, man. He did. Um, speaking of, I can remember his bad plays, which is a good thing. Like, yeah, there's so few. I just remember the bad ones. Man, I, I, I have yet a cornerback has yet this season has been able to shut down Devontae Adams like Marshawn has done. Yeah. Marshawn's done it twice Nobody. in his career. Nobody, bro. Week one, and then that game where Brett Hundley started, like mm-hmm. he has. I don't. I don't know. If, that's just, you know, Marshawn is just Devontae's kryptonite, but, like, nobody's been able to shut him down like Marshawn did in week one. Not, not seeing a cornerback in the league. Um, so you brought up A.J. Terrell. Uh, I did want to – we kind of had this conversation a little bit. I don't know what's going on between Calvin Johnson – or Calvin Ridley and the Falcons, bro. It's just weird. I don't know, you know. Is it mental health? Is it him not wanting to be there? Uh-huh. I, again, I, I'll say this. It's, it doesn't seem so much like mental health to me. <laughs> or maybe if it started off as mental health, it has now become something else. Like... I, I don't know, man. It it kind of just seems to me like he just doesn't want to be there anymore. It's something to keep an eye on, definitely, bro. But it sounds like they want to they want to work it out. Like let's work it out. And then the the, the Falcons capsule judge. I don't know, man. I just it's just a it's funny. I, I don't know why I did this. I did this because I'm I'm dumb, but I just clicked on a thread, uh, Saints report about like Sean Payton and like if if 
if people would trade him to like the Cowboys. And like the 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 original post is three first round picks and CD Lamb for Sean Payton. And people were just like, just nope. <laughs> they could offer their first round pick for the next 25 years. And I would say no. Hall of Fame coaches <laughs> don't grow on trees. That is that is a real, this is a real fucking post. <laughs> Someone literally said they would not, if the Dallas said we will give you our first round picks for the next 25 fucking years. After Sean Payton is done coaching the Cowboys, Sean might be dead <laughs> in 25 fucking years. The Cowboys could have a terrible season to the point where they have the number one pick one of the seasons. <laughs> it would be the Saints pick because they traded it for 25 fucking years. <laughs> I'm just saying, you only do that if you got a coach in mind, but you don't do it walking into the wilderness. Yes. I wouldn't it, you know yes. Walking through water would 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 be would be dumb. Um, Bill O'Brien and <laughs> Everflus. <laughs> Bro, I, I saw I saw that earlier today, and I I, I was just, I was I was mad for the Jags fans. I, I was mad for them. Man, bro. I was hot. Like I was not the Jags, but I was just, I was really pissed. I'm like, but but our offense just. Beat this man's defense in in week eighteen and kept them out the playoffs. <laughs> why, why would we hire him? Coach <laughs> makes makes no sense. It's the opposite of what Sean Payton would do. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, quick thing, last thing, we're, we're getting out of here. Um, can we talk about this shade real quick, bro? Oh man, it was it was horrible, <laughs> horrible, bro. It has been objectively absolutely fucking awful. Just, they, just they awful. stood out the whole weekend, every game. Besides, probably not the Patriots game because that that one was pretty blowout. But oh, like, maybe every game except the Patriots game, they they. The funny thing is, I don't think they stood out too badly in the Cowboys game. Like, I think that the calls oh, that, was, that they that made, was the Cowboys, <laughs> yeah, like the calls they made were all right in the Cowboys game. But it's just that they were there. But like, yes. even the Rams game, like, I think, I think, um, what's the Rams coach name? Sean McVay. McVay. Uh, Sean McVay. Like, he was out of he was out of out of reviews. Before the half was over, bro, like just fixing their own shit, and that just drives me crazy. I just hate that shit. Like, why is a head coach fixing your calls? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you got the refs, you got these dudes that be on the sideline, like in black jackets. You got like a sky judge that's an unofficial sky judge, and you have New York, and you have the review system. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here, bro? Like, <laughs> Like, why can't we get this shit right? You know what I'm saying? Why can't we call it catch a catch or nine catch a nine catch? Like, it's it's just crazy to be, bro. Terrible, bro. Like, just just bad, just bad product. Terrible. Like, if you just like a new, like, say you living in fucking France or you know England or some shit, and you trying to get into football, it's like the hell am I watching? <laughs> Like minutes, it's it's bad. It's bad for the product. It's you know people complaining about the referees and I just man, the NFL showed you what they thought about that whole referee deal in the NFC Championship game, bro. They, they showed you. Like if it wasn't going to get fixed, then it ain't it ain't going to get fixed. It's not it's not going to get fixed. It's not going to get fixed. So we can complain. It's just one of those things where it's just – and here, the funny thing to me is that the NFL has such a vice grip on us, like, as as fans. Like, yeah, yes, the officiating is fucking terrible. 
but I know I'm going to be on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I guess the last thing I guess the last thing to hit on is, uh, you know, it looks like I mean, we'll see, but it looks like the Saints coaching staff not getting really hit up for head coaching no calls. Looks, and, you know, Jeff Ireland, we'll see. I know he interview with the Bears. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like they were like, eh, no thanks. Which is like, it's like, oh, let's, uh, we're going to interview Matt Eberflus of the Colts. <laughs> but, like, we don't want to interview, like, in the, I mean, it's to our benefit, right? But yeah, I it just, I think it just goes to show just the whole good old boy network mm-hmm. within the NFL. You know, got got David Cully's black ass out of there. Just, mm. just, just got him out, bruh. He he won four games with that fucking roster. Four. <laughs> nope, won enough. Um, it's just it's just this good old boy network, and it's it's hypocritical of how like the NFL, you know, social justice and MLK Day. Well, shut oh. the fuck. Ah, please. This woke capitalism bullshit. Just stop it. Just like just my job, it. bro. Like I look, I live in South Alabama. My company, it's a it's a big company in the South. They don't do shit for MLK Day. <laughs> nothing. Like no posters, nothing. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm fine with it. Like I'd rather you just don't even fake it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. don't even act like you can. Like I, I don't. I know you don't. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't get it. Just leave probably, them home. They probably would have had you working yesterday. They could have. Oh, I, I worked yesterday. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was at work yesterday. Well, from home, but you know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> your, your black ass working. So, yeah, so don't even piss me off putting up some posters and some shit like that. Like, stop it. It's just. <sighs> I don't know, man. It just it pisses me off. It just pisses me off. But anyhow, we're gonna get out of here. We just wanted to do an episode. Um, you know, we'll be back, you know, next week. And in a couple of things, senior bowl, senior bowl approaching, bro. First, first day of senior bowls on the thirty first. It's coming, bro. We got we we got the the official hashtag sings Twitter fan sided. Polos are on the way. Shout out to our girl April um, at Nola Hat Plug. Fucking those up. Uh, they look mm, fucking outstanding, bro. Can't I, I don't I know he won't be there, bro. I know Sean won't be there, but if, if he for some reason like showed up at Senior Bowl, bro, you know how far an official I'm gonna be when I fucking pull up on him and say, fuck what you think with Caesar Reese, nigga. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Remove this man, please. <laughs> Don't be like that. That mean with the black kid in school. Like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> Ooh, you gonna get that Sean Payton look, bro? That look. I don't care. I look right back at him. You know what's funny is like we're not media people, so like, what is what is Sean gonna do? Get like get fan sided to like. Fire us, and then we'll just be independent, <laughs> independent dudes doing the fucking podcast again. Like, who fuck care? Like, it's we, not our job. We but, just run the podcast game for everybody, bro. <laughs> Ross, Ross not going to have credentials no more, bro. Ross actually getting all of them out of there, bro. <laughs> no, nah, bro. In all seriousness, I know Sean's not going to be there, but, like, I'm pretty sure someone from the Saints contention will be there. Maybe be Jeff Ireland, bro. But listen, man, I'm a social worker and I can get real professional real quick. And I can, in a very articulate, professional way, ask, what the fuck was y'all thinking? But it will come out wiry as shit, bro. You'd be like, God damn. Huh. Hit him up. Was that, was he complimenting us or did he just shit on us? I I don't know what's going on. Good though, so we we ready for them, but we also ready to look at prospects. We just we just ready to you just take it in, enjoy it all. 
take you guys along for the ride. Um, I'll be posting the things that I can post uh, to Twitter, to Instagram, you know, like the one-on-ones that we see in one-on-one matchups, like it, the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, cornerback, wide receiver, all that shit. Like I'm going to try to post as much as I can because I want this to be an experience that Ryan and I experienced together, but we're also bringing our listeners experience with us. Like we're kind of like first timers together. Um, so that's the goal and hopefully the expectation that it goes off. We'll see how it goes. But I mean, at the end of the day, we, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be going to the Super Bowl, to, to the Bowl, Senior Bowl, um, without, without our fans, our, our listeners, and our audience. So we really appreciate y'all. We know it's the off season. So if you're listening to this and have listened this long, thank you. Um, and all the listening and everything that people do, we really do appreciate it because we wouldn't be here without you guys, with all y'all. Yes, sir. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Enjoy the games of this upcoming weekend. Stay safe out there. Be safe. We'll be back next week. We're out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.